All right, welcome back. You know, we were talking about words, and, you know, Scott, I was thinking about with regard to the talk you gave, um, can you share with us some more scriptures and some more of the ideas that you were trying to talk about and, and what your thinking was and what you were specifically, too, as you share them, what you're learning from it all? What you're, what, how's it changing your life, and how do you think it can change our lives? Yeah, great. Well, one of the one of the scriptures was Proverbs eighteen twenty one, and the message, and I like it because it's very straightforward. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. And that just made me think about the impact of the words that I'm saying, and even going back to what we were talking about about our heart condition behind that. Right. When I'm hard hearted, my words kill. And I don't even realize that it is happening. And uh, I need other people to tell me that because by being hard-hearted, I'm insensitive and I don't see even what is happening when I'm talking. But this happens to me at home a lot. I, I see it because because I don't reveal, like Cameron, you just did about a hurt or a disappointment that happened before. You know, Because I don't do that and I'm silent, I just sit there hard-hearted and I take out the, the feelings that I have, whether it's guilt or hurt or anger, on whoever I'm talking to. And I can do it with my kids. I can do it with my wife. I can do it with friends that I'm talking to. Um, So that scripture helped me to realize what's going on in my heart is what's going to influence the impact that my words have. Um, It's not even the words that I say. It's what's behind it. It's it's the feeling in the heart that is behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that was one of the big ones that uh, uh, impacted me. You talked about fire and burning hearts and something like that about Jesus. What was that all about? Yeah, in Luke uh, 24, 32, it was a time where uh, Jesus had been crucified and he had resurrected, and it was before he left and and went up to heaven. And two guys were walking down the road uh, from Jerusalem to a town called Emmaus, and they were just talking about what had been happening. It was just a conversation. And then Jesus showed up with them, and they didn't recognize who it was until he had already left. And then in reflection about the conversation, uh, they said this. This is in Luke 24, 32. Amazing. Weren't our hearts on fire within us while he was talking to us on the road? Didn't you feel it all coming clear as he explained the meaning of the Hebrew Scriptures? Uh, This one hit me because I just—Jesus had a way of igniting, reaching a heart— and igniting that heart, making it come alive when it's been dead. And so I can feel dead inside sometimes. Um, I can feel like my, my passions are, are you know, going down. What is, why is that? Mm, I think it's the hard-heartedness. I think it's the, the um, uh, weight of things that I'm not talking about. It can be guilt. Um, it, it's just not when I'm not connected to and not talking to God, my heart doesn't come alive. Now you you uh, in the in the, the the script we have put together on this scripture you have a phrase called one talk can change everything. So how does that fit in with the scripture and how does that fit in with like your talk with you and Margo years ago? Like how do you get it'd be really helpful for everybody I think to know how do you get from having a heart that doesn't want to talk to having a heart that does want to talk? And what is that one talk like? Like, what's mm-hmm. the one talk that can turn us from not talking to talking? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is talking to God, is, is praying, and, and how a prayer can change everything. And the difference maker for me in prayer is when I'm emotionally <laughs> honest uh, with God, and I'm telling him 
everything that I'm feeling and what's at the depth of what I'm feeling. Um, that, is that's, that easy or hard? Oh, that's really hard for me. I, I have to do it every day. It's, it's is harder. It, why is it hard? I think that would really be a cool thing for a lot of people to know because I think a lot of people probably experience that. Uh, I think it's hard for me because I don't want to feel a lot of the things that I feel. I don't want to feel guilty. I don't want to feel. Why do you think you don't? Why Why do you think you and other people don't want to feel what they feel? What What is it about feelings that that are so um, repellent? <laughs> I think that it's out of control, that I can't control them. I think that uh, some of them are pain, and I don't want to feel pain. I think that's even with talking. Uh, talking makes me kind of relive a pain that I don't want to feel. Uh, so I think some of it is pain. Um, I think some of it is embarrassment. I think I uh, want to believe I'm a certain person, and when I'm really emotionally honest, it's, it shows that I'm not that person I think I am or that I want to be. Um, and so that can, I think, be the deterrent to me being emotionally honest in prayer and emotionally honest when I'm talking to somebody. But when I do, there's a relief that comes in. There's a re- there's a so relief. So how does a person get emotionally honest? Mm-hmm. I think that I have, um, with God, I have had to let the Bible really probe and be willing to read scriptures and be honest about whatever it is is pointing out to me, sins, um, hurts, disappointments. I think letting, whether it's Margot or a friend, probe my heart and ask me questions to help me identify and figure out what's going on. Uh, inside. And usually Margot, when she's doing that, she has to get through my anger and resistance first, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm usually fairly resistant to that. And when she pushes through, uh, then I can kind of, here's what's really going on. And here's here's what's happening. So it takes giving someone permission and and welcoming somebody to come in and kind of probe and ask those questions. So Cameron, when you're thinking about, um, when you're thinking about um, what Scott's talking about as far as is is getting into a conversation because I, I, yeah. I really want to explore how do you have these conversations right that do well, that and, and and just one thing i want to slip in before you comment on that is a quote scott based on what you were saying there's a book called the friendship factor how to get closer to the people you care for and there's a great quote in chapter 11 by golda Meyer, my and uh it says uh i have always felt sorry for people afraid of feeling Mm-hmm. Of sentiment of sentimentality, who are unable to weep with their whole heart, because those who do not know how to weep, do not know how to laugh either. Wow! And I think that when mm. I was listening to what you're saying, Scott, is that a lot of us don't understand that in John ten ten, when Jesus says, "I can give you life to the full," a full life is to experience joy and sadness, mm. is experience victory and defeat. We can't be empathetic toward people if we only pretend to live a victorious life. Right. For me, having defeats, failing in leadership, um, having embarrassments, um, mm. having a family with disability in it, um, all these things I think have made my life more full. Right. Now, not pain free. But I can relate to people better right. today than I did when I was 21 and had not really experienced, or 20 and had not really experienced pain. And so I just think this is a really good quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <clears> to <throat> read it again because I, I want us to really hear it. And then I'm going to let Cameron get in there. And again, yeah. this book is called The Friendship Factor. Chapter 11, uh, it's a cool title. I didn't even give it. Chapter 11, book Friendship Factor. Mike's going to like this title, When Tears Are a Gift from God. And here's the quote again. 
I've always felt sorry for people afraid of feeling, of sentimentality, who are unable to weep with their whole heart. Because those who do not know how to weep do not know how to laugh either. Hmm. Golda Meir. That's so good. I mean, it, it, so I think that's the perfect quote for these scriptures and what you guys are sharing because I think it, it makes me think about hardening my heart and the capacity. If I don't feel the capacity um, that I have to hurt other people, but also the capacity that I can get hurt from words and also the capacity to be inspired and to inspire. It's like either side of the spectrum. Yeah. Like it's if you're not allowed, if I'm not allowing myself to feel that, and I, a lot of times I don't, I've struggled with depression, and anxiety most of my life. And so I don't like feeling those feelings because right. I've, I've been there and I've been in those dark places. Right. So for me, uh, I, I have a, a, a propensity to, to stay away from those or, or like, you know, keep up my guard, uh, so to speak, and, and not want to venture into that territory. Yeah. Uh, and I think, but it's so true because when I don't experience that sadness and don't allow, you know, those real feelings that I'm, that are already there, yeah, yes. you know, I'm just not talking about them or not willing to explore them or pray about them or, you know, uh, just think about them even, um, when I don't do that, then yeah, I don't, not only do I not get the closeness in relationships with my friends and with God, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, it doesn't allow me to experience the joy. Um, and then, you know, the sad part is then I can't inspire anyone because I can't help anyone through that journey, Beautiful. which we're our, we're all on that journey. Beautiful. I think, Absolutely. you know, whether you have depression or not, like I think, uh, and I, I like what you said is that pain and everything you've gone through has allowed you to then connect more deeply with other people. And oh, I yeah. think that's what mm-hmm. life's all about. So I miss out on what life's all about and I forget it too. And I think that's what the hardening and the desensitizing does to me is I forget what I'm even in this for, what I'm even in these relationships for. Well, and, and I want to just, I want to, I want to keep working on that yeah. and, 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 and get into the dating thing. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of, you know, dating's a tough thing. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, thank God, literally, that um, I became a Christian when I did because I, I was just a walking disaster emotionally, <laughs> maturity-wise. Uh, it's just sad, just sad, you know? And when I look back and I, I go, man, I wish I'd known. Like, I wish they would tell you Teach me. all this stuff. You know, you got to, like, when I was in fifth grade or something, we had, like, the, 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 the they had the, 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 the education class about the bird and the bees. Grade <laughs> or whatever. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. basically a physiology class. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't need a, I mean, I did, I did need a physiology <laughs> class. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. But, but, but the problem is there was never an emotional class. There was mm-hmm. never a, 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 how are you functioning class, right? And, and I think that's why being a Christian is so important. That's why when people blow off Christianity, I think they do that at their own peril because Christianity helps us understand ourselves, why we're here, <laughs> who we are, how we function, what really matters. But I think when it comes to dating and marriage, um, and I would not even begin to say I'm an expert, I'm a failure at those things. And, you know, failure teaches. And eventually, after you bang your head against all the four walls in the room, you find <laughs> the door. And so, you know, I banged my head against all four walls in the room. And went, oh, there's the door. And I found my way out. But I think that one of the big things you're talking about is vulnerability. Right. The capacity to reveal your whole self to a person in language, in language. And so many guys are so aware of their desire for pleasure and so keenly aware of the pizza and the <laughs> football game and, uh, you know, the, the, let me go 
you know, jump out of an airplane, <laughs> uh, <laughs> climb a mountain, score 30 points. Classic like, dude behavior. You just diagnosed me as CDB again. CDB, classic dude behavior. CDB. All right. Some CDB but but I think what it is is, and, and I think this can be, this is a really good thing. I, I've seen guys judge their dates and say, oh, I, that date was boring. And whenever I hear it, I go, complete absence of self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right. You've been on five dates. They were all boring. And the only person who was on each of those five dates was, was you. Denominator. Ooh. But, but seriously, I had guys like going, are there no people around to date? I'm like, dude, dude, the problem is you're like a castle with a moat around it. And anybody who tries to get to know you drowns <laughs> in the in, in, in the vat of your selfishness. <laughs> and so and why but, are we oh. selfish? You know, because we don't want to be vulnerable. I'm right. talking from personal experience. I'm not I'm talking sure. about how I lived. Right. And to learn how to identify yourself as the problem right. is 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 what the cross is all about. The cross is all about you got a problem, the problem sin. You don't need to feel guilty. You need to get better. The sin's been nailed to the cross. The problem is you're still hanging on the cross. You got to get down, get in the ground, be reborn, change your life. Right. And I think this is a great one because I think we just got to help encourage people. We got to encourage the ladies. Look, sometimes you're going out with a guy. He's you know he's 26, but he's five. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Margo and I, when we first went out on a on, on a date, it was yeah. right when we just started dating. It might yeah. have been our first or second date yeah. after yeah. we had become yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I got my feelings hurt at the beginning of the yeah. date yeah. because she was paying attention to somebody more right. than me. Right. right. And I didn't tell her. And the entire rest of the date was basically me brooding and, and being <laughs> and being into myself and you know, just like a little hurt puppy, but not saying anything uh, and puppy. being mad. And then uh, was the movie? Was and at right, the end yeah. of the date, I said exactly what you said. I said, man, that was just really boring. But it was it was me shutting yes. down at the beginning yes. instead of just saying, oh, man, I really like you. And yes. I really would love yes. to have some us to be able to yes. talk. And also, instead of letting her kind of help and, and help me yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just I just so think about mad. that stat you gave when you say that seven thousand to twenty thousand. So you said. It's boring. Mm -hmm. It's boring. Two <laughs> words. But yeah. you said you should have said, I'm really disappointed. You went on for a bit there. That's about a paragraph. <laughs> you had about 200 words you could have said, and you nailed it in two. <laughs> two right. to 200. Nailed that, it. That's <laughs> how we're falling behind the ladies. That's CBD right the, there. The, lady, CDB. The, the ladies are out there. Right. They're thinking and living in color. We're black oh, and white. Wow. Classic dude behavior. Classic, Classic, dude, behavior. Classic dude behavior. I see black and I see what. And I'm telling you, Mike, I've seen so many guys. They come and talk to me and they're like, uh, yeah, I don't think that young lady I went out with is really great. And and what it is is that that young lady, she's in she's in like what's not HD? What's the high level now? Four <laughs> K. Yeah, she's in four K <laughs> and, and, and and you're in analog. I mean, you're not uh. you're on the radio. The guys are on the radio with FDR doing fireside chats, and the ladies doing 4K. And it, I have, I'm telling you, I could, if I made money off, if I made a hundred dollars off each of these guys, I would be a multimillionaire. They come to me and say it, and I did it. I used to go, oh, man, this is just terrible," because I was a non-functioning human being. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important to understand that, that 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 we have to start learning how to talk. And I think a great way to start is by making some friends. 
Mm. Like when we talk about one talk that can change everything, first thing you got to do to have one talk to change everything is you got to have a relationship with God and you got to have some friends. You know what I'm saying? Some friends fries, some friend fries. <laughs> got to have some friends. I'm just saying. Now, I want you to ask this question. How many of you talk more easily to say your wife than to guys? Is that a, or your girlfriend or your date? Is it easier to talk to guys or is it easier to talk to ladies? Which it's easier to talk to women for me. Okay. Uh, at this point, it's easier to talk to Margo. Yeah. Yeah. Same. My, yeah, well, not yeah. Margo, but you know my wife. Yeah. That 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 I, you know I, it's. I would say it's far more beneficial and enjoyable for me to talk to Gail. Uh, but I'll talk to anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily get any Dog. depth out of it all but you know i mean i get and yep. things that don't move so yeah, 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 yeah. he's just talking to a bush over there i would sometimes. say i would say that's that's Run. probably more true Anything that's probably more true i find myself talking to just you know trees. Yeah, an object. hello how you doing no uh but i think it's good it's a good thing when you talk to your wife more easily than anyone else and other than god and that's, that's a good thing so i think that two things we're learning the one talk that can change everything talk with god pray and that means being emotionally honest it's god laid out being emotionally honest. And I think being emotionally honest means you've got to talk about the positives and you got to talk about the negatives. And too many people either only talk about the negatives or they only talk about the positives. And I want to say for those of us who only talk about the negatives, what we don't have, how bad we feel about ourselves, how we've blown it. You say, well, how can I be positive when my life isn't positive? Simple. I've learned this a lot in the last three weeks. I've been working on this. Praise God. Hmm. Be positive about God. Even if you don't feel your life is positive, Guess what? God is great, awesome, deliverer, savior, comforter, compassionate, understanding. His understanding is infinite. And it, what, that's what praise is about. Praise is so we can talk positively. And before you know it, when God gets bigger than our problems, suddenly we're having a positive prayer. For those who are positive and never share anything negative, you know, come on now. The first thing is that's why First John 1 says, that you need to be honest about your sin. Because you always have Romans 3.23, all men have sinned. Tell God, hey, I'm hurting that I've gone down this way. Second Corinthians 12, weakness. Go through these things. Cameron, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, it makes me, it just totally clicked for me what you're saying because I think the how we get, um, it just reminded me of just how I am. Just when I'm, when I'm dark and despairing, life's hard, but I stop praising God. And I think it reminded me of Romans 1 when it talks about... I'll have to edit this out so I can find it, but it says... <laughs> no, you don't have to edit uh, it out. You're fine. But, uh, We're good. We're good. It's, uh, Everybody like listening to your little, you know, <laughs> drum tap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you want me to help you? It's the one that says they exchange the truth with God for a lie, but also the... Yes, yeah, Romans 1, you're, mm-hmm. you're in there. But I'm, I'm trying to find the exact... Where, it's, where it talks about they, they refuse to praise... They Instead of giving thanks, thanks to him. To mm-hmm. Where is that? 18. Yeah, let's get it. You know what? That's so good. While, while they're finding that, let me talk about the importance of searching for Scripture. Like sometimes we just go, hey, I just want to kind of slam it out there. It's Romans 1 somewhere in there. You know what? Take the time. We're going to do it right now. We're going to take the time to find the Scripture. Your life doesn't oh, end. There it is. 21. Yeah. See? It's so it's for although they knew God, mm-hmm. they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds, animals and reptiles. And it goes on, but it, it totally is what you're saying. And I think um, I, I oftentimes do that and get mad 
and despairing and like just kind of in this little pit of despair, I guess. And I forget that, okay, this isn't necessarily God. This is just life and, and things that are going on. A lot of times it's me not talking about my emotions, yes. not talking to him about it. And it's like, and then I forget to thank him, forget that he is good. Um, so I was just agreeing with you, but I, but that scripture came up. I love it. And yeah. you know, it connects with Ephesians 4 because Ephesians 4 yeah. talks about futility. Romans one twenty one talks about futility. Right. And they both talk about the darkening that happens. And a lot of times the futility is trying to get different results with the same methods. Right. That's oh, what man. futility is. It's like I'm going to keep not talking about how I feel and how I'm doing well, and hope to be closer to people. That, that part makes sense to me. That's what I was thinking because I was thinking about how like like immaturity came to mind like for me like I, because I don't talk I, I'm still dealing with a lot of the same issues that I have for like a lot of years and right. I, and I go back to the same I have my my ways of coping with things is to shut down to read you know articles or play a game or yeah, like do, yeah. like my my usual go-tos instead of going like I'm hurt like it's it's way for for being a dude in my 30s it shouldn't be so hard to say like yeah. you know hey I'm I got my feelings hurt Pardon the interruption. We wanted to let you know about our Deep Spirituality YouTube channel. I have my buddy Cameron here to tell us about the latest stuff you can find on the YouTube channel and why you should head over to YouTube and check it out. Cameron, tell, tell the people what they need to hear. Yeah, YouTube is a great place to get material if you're a visual learner or you're looking to get more out of your Bible. Maybe you're having a hard time connecting or you don't know what to study out. There's so much content on there. We have more bare bones quiet time videos, which is just more of the Bible to more heavy commentary and even spiritual video essays on some of your favorite movies. And you can even just put it on and listen like you would a podcast to many of these videos. This is the dopest thing we have going right now. So if you're already on YouTube, we are excited about providing a creative spiritual experience for you. Head over to our Deep Spirituality YouTube channel to find these fun, easy to, easy to digest pieces of content for everyone. And these can even be used as YouTube quiet times, as Cameron said, to just to kick off your morning, to start it, start it strong. So go to www.youtube.com slash deep spirituality to check out the YouTube experience. All right, back to the show. Now, why do you say that? See, I think that's part of the problem. And I don't want to be negative here, but you say for a dude who's in his 30s, I shouldn't be there. Mm. See, I think that's part of the problem. Part of our problem as men is we continually tell ourselves we shouldn't be there. Mm. I shouldn't be at a point where I don't know this. I shouldn't be at a point where I can't do this. No, I actually think it's okay. I think it's okay to be there. I mean, golly, man, you're way ahead of me when I was 30. <laughs> you're uh, shitting all uh, over uh, yourself, uh, Mike. Don't yeah. shit on yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I, I just, I, seriously, I mean, I'm, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I suffered because I, you know, I changed a lot, but I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, um, but I, but I, but I, I didn't enjoy it, but I embraced it. I realized that it was necessary. And I'm grateful to people around me who forgave me, who understood me, who were patient with me, because I don't think any human being can grow without the soil of good friends around them and understanding people and people you hurt that even walk away and go, eh, he's kind of a messed up dude right now. But, you know, maybe if I'm patient with him and I forgive him, he'll get better. And so I think what you're saying, actually, I would say is it's totally appropriate for a 30-year-old guy to still be trying to navigate these issues because we don't, you know, nobody's saying to us, Hey, and not that I'm advocating this. Nobody's <laughs> saying to us, Hey, here's some dolls to play with and have them learn to talk to each other. Like you see a girl play and I'm not saying all girls are playing with <laughs> dolls, but I'm just going to take a, take that. My, my sisters uh, loved Barbies and a bunch of other dolls. And when they played with their dolls, they were talking, Hey, do you want to go out and eat lunch? Let's have tea, right? All this uh, stuff. And I'd be yeah. like, what are they doing? 
I had combat soldiers. Right. <laughs> Action figures. I had a Ninja fort Turtles. that I was trying to invade. Right. And I was shooting <laughs> and I was killing. I'd go outside to play and this is back, you know, the day and I had guns, play guns, but I had guns and we play what we called then cowboys and Indians or yep. you know, Native Americans. And and so I was not going any place in my life where someone was saying, learn to have an emotional conversation, whether it's with a real person or it's pretend. And so I think it's appropriate for us to sit down and say, wow, maybe if we can be better, we can teach our, 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 our boys to be better mm. because they get the opportunity of having fathers who are not afraid to have those conversations. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying I don't think you should apologize for, for not being someplace. Part of what I think women do better than we do is saying this is where I am and this right. is how I feel. Right. And that's why marriage, so I know me and my marriage, when Gail says, this is where I am, this is how I feel, I'm like, okay, you can't, I don't want you to feel that way. That's messing up my day. <laughs> yes. and, and women right. tend to go, no, no, if we talk about it, it resolves, then we can have a great day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and, and even that last part is like, it's, it's always like staggering to me. Like when I talk with my wife and, you know, it, it, and she's expressing, you know, hurts or, or anger and I'm trying to slowly get my stuff out. And then after a conversation like that, it's been, you know, what feels like a long time for me, you know, and then sure. she, at, after the conversation, she's like, man, I feel great. You know, exactly. and I'm like, great that we're like wading exactly. through like, you know, <laughs> exactly. and so I'm always like little by little that I think has helped me yeah. for sure. But it's so like, not how these camera Cameron's words like how I'm wired do you right? ever feel that feeling like I've done this before where you think oh we're having this conversation to fix something oh yeah. and so you kind of feel like wait a minute how could it be better we didn't actually fix anything we, oh you know. totally and that makes it hard to listen to my wife to listen to Amy when she's trying to just like say stuff come like, okay well, what's the problem and I already feel insecure about yeah. my ability to help diagnose or whatever you right know? so I'm kind of like I just get stuck and then I'm just like rambling or getting angry and frustrated so a lot of times I'm just angry and I don't know why mid conversation when, and I just interpret every emotion as like anger towards me. And that drives, you know, Amy crazy, right? Cause she's just, I'm just trying to say about how my day went. And now it's like, you know, you feeling like I'm mad at you or yeah, something, yeah. you know? And that's a, that's a common thing for us. It drives her crazy. And, and that's because of my lack of uh, self-awareness and maturity and ability to process and talk. Right. Like, well, and that's why, and that's why we need to have, have a talk, a, a podcast about talking. Because I think we need to make it okay to talk. Mm-hmm. We need to make it okay to say things and have great conversations. And you know, we've got a, a a good a good age distribution even sitting here of experiences. Let me just round some things out, and then I'm going to come to you guys, and I'm going to want you in the closing section to give me some kind of uh, movie, music, uh, or character recommendation to go with the podcast. Character from the Bible movie or a music recommendation and you do not get to steal one from the the list that, that that our producer has provided for us you have to come <laughs> up with your own and i'll have you give you a little time for everybody out there one i want to thank you ahead of time for listening i really have enjoyed this podcast i hope you have if you haven't i learned a lot there's a couple things from uh uh that we want to uh, throw out to you uh, a good recommendation uh is the book the female brain um, it's, uh, it's the, uh, 2007, uh, by Br- Brizendine. I'm mispronouncing some words today because I didn't go over those words and make sure I would know how to pronounce them names particularly. So forgive me for that. Um, but that's the female brain by Luann, uh, Brizendine. Uh, the quote studies show that women speak an average of 20,000 words a day 
while men speak on average 7,000 words a day. That's where that comes from. And then uh, another book, Teaching Men to Be Emotionally Honest, Andrew Reiner, um, or it's an article from the New York Times, 2016, as men continue to fall behind women in college while outpacing them four to one in the suicide rate, some colleges are waking up to the fact that men may need to be taught to think beyond their own stereotypes. And, and to think beyond your own stereotypes is what we try to talk about today, talking. Uh, then there's some great scriptures, Luke 6:45. It's the same with people. A person full of goodness in his heart produces good things. A person with an evil, evil reservoir in his heart pours out evil things. The heart overflows in the words a person speaks. Your words reveal what's within your heart. And so that's something you can maybe do a quiet time on, you can think about, you can share with your friends. And really it's a way for us to talk about biblically what we were mentioning earlier about sensitivity and conscience, that when, when our words are coming out, they're revealing what's, what's within our heart. And so if you, you've got a, a sparse uh, sharing of words, there's probably something keeping you from being, being vulnerable. In Matthew 12, 34, in the voice translation, uh, for the mouth simply shapes the heart's impulses into words. Great scripture to check out. Uh, and so uh, those are some of the scriptures. Now for a little bit of fun closing it out, we want movie, we want character, we want, what's the other one, music recommendations. Uh, you know, yeah. I already shared with you about the uh, Shyam and the Bad Boys. I'm not sure that's one that should be listened to. I didn't listen to it. So <laughs> if, if you listen to it and the, and the language corrupts your mind and you go around swearing, don't blame me. You're yeah. an adult. Blame um, the podcast. Blame the podcast. <laughs> blame the producer. Blame Chris Bassard, the great reporter of, of basketball in the NBA. So what do you got, Cameron? You got I got anything? one before it gets stolen. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, man, for the whole talk scene. It. Mm-hmm. That's just like the best ever. Goodwill Hunting. Too easy. I mean... I know. I had, to, I had to throw it out there. All right, I got a question then, for you. Okay. In the movie Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> in, the good, in the movie Goodwill Hunting, what, what, what set of brothers is in the movie Goodwill Hunting? Affleck brothers. Oh. That's right, the Affleck oh, yeah. brothers. Oh, you mean the real Casey life? Casey and Ben. Real life. I thought you were talking about that. Which one of those brothers has won an Academy Award? Casey. Nice, nice. For that, uh, well, Ben did too Casey. because he did the screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. Oh, did he? Oh, he won it with uh, with Matt, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get <laughs> trying to get by the legalistic <laughs> oh, sharing. He won half an Academy Award. Matt Okay, yeah, that's good. They both Affleck. And then, and then uh, I got a, st- a character study. Moses didn't like to speak, um, and I, I'm actually didn't doing, like to speak. Well, he was afraid of speaking, um, and didn't think he was good at speaking, uh-huh. even though God was telling him to speak. Uh-huh. And so I think it has to do with this a little bit. Um, oh, you're diagnosing people. I'm, now. I make well. I'm, you're going in the Bible. I'm making a I'm making a study a quiet time video on our YouTube channel about this. So stay tuned. Did but, he not like to speak publicly, or did he not like to talk? What's so I want? I'm going to need yeah, some clarification there. Basically, did well, he not like to talk or did he not like to speak? He, because well, he wasn't he being asked to go speak to all of Israel and like lead them? Right, right. So I, so just I think want it might have been a little. Pu- it might have been a little more public. I don't want you speaking. to be squeezing. I don't want you to be squeezing the scriptures <laughs> and shaping them and and junk. Either way, he was afraid to speak. 
That's for sure in the scriptures. He's I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to keep you honest, man. I'm just right. trying to He's keep you honest. It may not translate. I'm just trying to keep you honest. Completely. But there's, yeah. God definitely worked on his okay. heart. He changed. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's right. So what we'll say is that talking was hard for him. <laughs> Talk, yeah. Talking was hard for him yeah, when it was in front of a lot of people. Right. But he seemed to talk quite fine when he went to Israel and said, I'm the one, you know, I want to lead you and come on, let's go right. people. Yeah. You know, so he was talking pretty good then, but he lost his voice. <laughs> yeah. When he went through suffering, he lost his voice. Sounds like a good one. Make sure you're accurate in the Bible on those podcasts, my friend. <laughs> let's not get Thanks out there. Thanks for the clarification. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's not out there in the wild so you're west. Here for wild, wild west. Hey, Jesus not, was a cowboy. It's Just fault, Jesus cowboyed up. It's not your <laughs> Fault. Not your fault, Cameron. It's not your fault. I'm crying fault. over here. You right forgot now. You to read the Bible first. I'm crying. Don't do this to it's me. It's not man. your fault. It's not your fault. You were watching Good Will Hunting instead of reading the Bible. Okay. I like that though. I'm gonna take yeah. all my joking apart. I just I'm getting tired. I, I had to joke. So I I, I I like I like the idea of Moses. I like I love the mm-hmm. idea of Moses. I, I I think there's a lot of great characters in there. So you're gonna give us Moses for a guy who yeah he had like, a lot of insecurity. I think he's kind of classic good yeah, behavior right yeah, there. Yeah yeah classic CDB. You 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 you. Coined a, you coined a <laughs> you phrase. It. You coined a diagnosis. Someone walks up to you and says, you have a bad case of CDB. CDB, man. We all know what Need it is. Some CBD from Okay, Scott, CDB. what do you got? Okay, I got a few. I got a few. You got a few. So yeah. music right now. Music. This song. Oh, you're scaring me. Your age it, Your age range, I'm not sure. Okay. I, no. what do you Can got? we just talk Khalid? Wow. You're trying, where we're going. Going. you're trying to break you. out some Khalid? Can, we can you just even talk, understand Khalid? Figure out where we're going. Are you sure? Yep. You sure you can understand, Khalid? There's some kids out there right now going, come on, come on, Pops. You can't be rolling rolling up on us with Khalid. Okay, then I got another one. You looked that up on Wikipedia. No. That one goes through my head all the time. Okay. What's the name of it it again? It's it's called Talk. Yeah. Yeah, The words are, can we just talk? Okay. Okay. Uh, Another one, Andy Grammer. Yeah. It's a song called Good Parts. And it's about don't leave the good parts out when you're talking, which is the internal stuff, the hard stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Movie. I'm I'm going Jerry Maguire when Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. character. You just better fast forward that first scene, though. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, there's a couple scenes. There's a couple scenes you got to fast forward. forward. I watched that movie. It's like, whoa! This is a a long time ago I watched this movie. (laughs) So YouTube the scenes (laughs) where Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise are talking. Some movies will shock you. (laughs) I'm not trying to be a prude for those who are judging me. I just can't watch stuff like that. I just like it when Cuba Gooding is saying, man, you think we're arguing and he's he's kind of yelling and he's like, "Ah, now we're finally talking. Yeah. So now we're finally communicating with each other. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then Bible, I got to go comparing Judas and Peter because Judas didn't talk. He had a lot of thoughts that he didn't say. He How do you a, know that? Uh, he had the, the thought about the woman and the price of the perfume that he didn't. How do you know that was a thought? Well, because some, it says it in there. I don't, that know. I don't know if I trust you. We're <laughs> <laughs> not getting away easier on these Bible studies. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to push back a little bit, make sure we're doing our homework. Okay, so Judas and who? Going and Peter. Because Peter, would Peter say, was much more communicative. Much with more Jesus. communicative. He was much more, uh-huh. you I know, Jesus, it. that can't happen to you. Get I'm away from me, it. Satan. And then even it. after he denied him, he yeah. went back and swam to shore so that yeah. you could talk to him. He was so you're eager saying, to get when it. When you read the Bible, you see silence with Judas, talkative with Peter. Mm-hmm. Both sinned, mm-hmm. but one communicated and the other didn't. Similar people, similar sins, different wow. outcomes. Wow. That's kind of hot right there. I kind of like that. I can't like that. That might be a good Bible study right there. You ought to write a you ought to write a devotional on that, Mike. You ought to write a devotional on that for the site. Stealing it, yeah. He ought to make, just put, put put it down. We got one going coming out on Peter before and after he denied Jesus. That's coming out. I hope it's written well. I haven't seen it. 
It might it might not be coming. It's gonna out. be a video. Might be. Oh, <laughs> you got you got a video quiet time. Seriously, yeah. nice. You got a YouTube quiet time coming yeah, out? Yeah, it's this Friday. Woo! No big deal. Well, maybe, no big deal. Depending on when you listen to this. Peter, so it's Peter, Peter before and after he uh, denied Jesus. Peter before and after he denied Jesus. YouTube quiet time. That's hot. That's hot, man. Hey, if you're out there, you got to get that. Get over to YouTube Friday. Yeah, it'll be it'll be out by the time you hear this. How do your hip people say it? It's popping on Friday. <laughs> it's popping. Okay, <laughs> popping popcorn. Ain't gonna be popping anything else. It's gonna be popping pills. I heard about that back in the '70s and '80s. You're popping pills. Half the NBA was popping. <laughs> they weren't popping three pointers. Popping pills. All right. <laughs> what? what do you got for me, Mike? All right. Okay. Uh, movie. They wrote now. Just so we can set it up, Cameron and Scott have rolled it up. They brought in some Khalid. They brought in some Moses. <laughs> I mean. Cameron's making inappropriate hand gestures during that. Well, uh, now, see, people out there wondering, inappropriate hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 now, you're going, yeah. now you're getting all out there. <laughs> it, it was something it was closer. It was, it, was, it. it was something closer to Spock's Vulcan. <laughs> be, oh, be peaceful and prosper. Yeah, let's just let's keep it clean over here, Mike. Okay, okay. Keep um, it clean. Movie. You're supposed movie. to be a Christian, it's allegedly. <laughs> all right. Um, I'll go with. I'll go with one I saw recently, Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Man. I think their friendship was. You can was, tell you uh, have a little kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. She was asleep when we watched it. We just wanted to. Classic, man. I've always wanted to watch this movie. Here, sit down, lay down, fall asleep. Now I can watch my movie. New I like, I like the friendship. Did you show your kid the... the Godfather too? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got it all backwards. I got it all backwards. <laughs> The the friendship of the two monsters, like in their ability just to okay. kind of like like spill on each other, and okay. then they have like a falling out. All right, and then Sully they get back Mike. together. Sully and Mike, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's All a right. friendship I, wow. I admire. All right, so. All right. roll some music uh, our way or some. some right. Are you Mike or are you Sully? Uh, oh, are you Sully Mike? <laughs> I haven't actually thought about it for myself. That'd be a good. Wow. Uh, okay, music. Yeah. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go two album, two album recommendations. Oh, okay. Ooh, look mm. at you. Look at um, you. They're both albums that are artists uh, describing their life, right? And like their kind of life okay. story experiences. Different genres, different time periods. So okay. one, throwback, Alanis Morissette. Mm. Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, you're definitely going back. So when she, I mean, when, <laughs> I mean, when that album came out, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was it was a, it was quite a splash, but she's she's very young at the time. When I she like wrote you it. slipping that in, man. That's some. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so like the artist. Her, she, I like the she style. She talks about on that. growing up in a hyper religious environment. She talks yeah, about yeah. bad relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She talks about just anger. She doesn't know what to do with. Talks Working about just trying to be optimistic. Working and just, it out. So a lot of good stuff in there. Go on, Mike. And, do your uh, thing. And then of course you you can go uh, Kendrick Lamar. Either I'm probably, not even sure you understand Kendrick Lamar. You can go either uh, to Pimp Butterfly or the Good Kid, Mad City. Wow, I look mean, at you breaking it out. Wow. Yeah, he's been on, he and Scott have been on Wikipedia for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys researched Billboard 100 before you came here. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading it out loud as I speak. No, those are... Uh, you, that's, you're dropping some nice stuff on us here. I, I, mean, I didn't get to give a music recommendation really quick. No, you missed your opportunity. Oh. You know, you're sleeping. You're sleeping. Now, you, you can't you, be like, rewind. <laughs> what does this look like? I look like we got at, a tape. Does it look like we have a tape player in the car right here doing a rewind? I had to go want. last on the movie wreck, so you know you had to. All right, okay, throw down that, okay? Okay, go ahead and give, go ahead and give him one, and then, and then, and then Mike's got to drop another. My cousin just dropped a sweet track, Kai Straw, 
brighter me. Okay, first yeah. of all, full disclosure, are you getting any money out of this? No. <laughs> you just no. break out that my it's cousin, my cousin who I want to it's promote on this good. podcast, like, <laughs> listen to my cousin, I'm making a dollar every time. Use promo code. No, he he's got, he's got millions, of, he's got millions of listeners, but he's on Spotify, all those things. He's not hey, like throw a, it out there. Throw it out it's there. Kai Straw, brighter me. It's about... Brighter me? It's actually some... It's, it kind of, it's kind of dark, but it describes the kind of inward battle of someone going through, I don't know, basically addiction or something. It's pretty deep, but it's it's a guy. It's kind of straw. Yeah, okay, it, it's clean. To, it's clean. It's here, a clean song. But. With a song writer, me, he needs to be on my podcast. You get you you need you need. You need I'll get, tell him. Get, I'm gonna see him this weekend. I want him on my podcast I'll so he can come him. here and talk about brighter me. That sounds like a. I love the title. It's really mm-hmm. it's I'm deep. Love in mm-hmm. the title. Mm-hmm. It's deep. Okay, there's just what is it? Uh, Monty Python. Uh, Search for the Holy Grail. Uh, no, no. Uh, Look on the bright uh, side, side of life. Bright side of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That's a good one right there. Oh, I'm not sure I can recommend watching Monty Python. That goes back to my old days. That's classic. That goes back to my old days. Some blasphemous stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie you want to watch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember much about that movie. I just, you know, I remember going. I remember seeing all those. Okay, so I think you have to do a good job on that. Now, look, everybody, uh, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Want you to go back and check www.despirituality.net. There's a whole bunch of articles coming out. Mike, we got some new stuff on change coming out, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we've been putting out YouTube quiet time videos, as Cameron alluded to earlier. So I think we're starting with that, and those are going to be. When are our change things coming out? Uh, you can expect. Uh, well, right now you can go to YouTube, check our video out, "The God of Change." There's okay. a video on there. You can. Right. We're going to be putting this week out. Uh, complimentary Bible study. Was that the right word? Supplementary Bible Bible study to go along with the videos that we're putting out. Yeah, uh, supplementary. About, about how God is the God of change and how He helps us along. How do we become people who want to change? So now, aren't we going to be doing some articles about how to change and stuff like that? Yeah, there's going to be. When are those to, coming? Uh, so you can expect this week, uh, probably in the next couple. Let's see, this is going to drop on Wednesday, so you get a couple articles online by the time you read. You're trying to, to stall me out, man. I see you moving. You're taking. Well, I'm you, checking my calendar, in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to be delivering those. Mike's got it. Mike's got it. Mike's going to give you some. You know what? We'll tell you what. We're going to put some dates out there for you on the uh, notes, and we're also going to drop. We'll drop some more. Uh, we'll put some more um, announcements in this podcast. We'll make sure they're in there. So by the time you're listening to this, hopefully you'll either. Uh, you know what? Right after my voice is done, you're going to hear some good stuff about when these are going to drop because I know you're going to love this series we're putting together on change. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser. I'm not going to tell you when it's coming. But there's something special coming about the spirituality of Stranger Things. Nice. Oh yeah, like it it's out. coming. It's coming. It's cooking. Come on, Hopper. it's there cooking. It it's coming out. <laughs> it's coming out. And when it comes out, we're gonna nail it with a beautiful article. We're gonna slap down with an awesome podcast on it. And if you're a Stranger Things person, my recommendation is go ahead and the next week here try to get as close as you can to the completion of the third season. And we're gonna roll it out. It's gonna be. It's going to be spiritually groundbreaking stuff about... I'm going to go ahead and give you the title. Should I give him the title? Do it. Oh, producer said no. You can't have the title. Spoiler alert. Oh, you just got rocked on. on that. You got rocked on that. You know what? What can I say? He said He said you get the sprinkles, but you can't have the ice cream. The spirituality, we're out. <laughs> the upside down. <laughs>